0: Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan. I'm here with Nadine Sleus, And um, we've been talking this week about, um, I mean, some of the themes from this this week for the passages been about, um, you know, God's plan over our plan. It's been about listening to God, um, being soft and flexible and willing to set aside our things, Um, having the heart of a servant. Uh, These are things we've been talking about so far. Oh, and testimony. That's my what dude, what's the story we have to tell? So um, today we're going to be reading Psalm 89, verses 1 through 4, and then it skips to 19 through 26, is kind of what it does. So I'll go ahead and read this, and then Nadine, I would love to hear any of your reflections, questions, uh, objections, what, whatever you have to offer. Sure. He goes. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David, I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Selah. Then you spoke in a vision to your faithful one. And I said, I have set the crown on one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found my servant David, with my holy oil, I have anointed him. My hand shall always remain with him. My arm shall also strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and steadfast love shall be with him. And in, his, in, in my name, his horn shall be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, you are my father my god and the rock of my salvation Mm. so nadine when you hear this passage do you have any like first of all do you have any questions about it anything that bubbles up as a question and then also any observations or things that you're noticing about it
1: i had to do a little bit of um uh i want to say a little bit of you know back work on on the 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 psalm itself um but the one thing that I noticed in the very well, beginning. Can you, can you
0: just pause right there? Why sure. did you feel like why did you feel like you needed to do some background work on it and, and where did you turn?
1: I didn't fully understand some of I guess the the reasoning for the beginning of it where the psalmist, you know, is going to um you know declare God's goodness yet with his mouth. That's one thing that kind of struck me. Um of course by by speech, and then um, then reminding God, you know, that, hey, you have a covenant here. You promised us some things, and, and he kind of recounts all of that. It's kind of like he's trying to remind the Lord, you know, of, of what the Lord has promised, and I thought that was curious to me. Yeah. So I read a little bit in the commentary, as I often do, to kind of get a backstory a little bit to yeah. have a deeper yeah. understanding, and uh, understood more what the psalmist was trying to say through the entire psalm. And it struck me that in the very beginning, he praises and reminds God of his covenant and goes on even in the second part of the uh, the psalm there, nineteen through twenty six you know, just just praising God, but in the in between, um, which I'm referring to the very end of the psalm now or or not the very end, but the uh, the middle of the psalm, what actually goes on um, with some of the um perspective i guess from the psalmist that the davidic um era was appearing to perish i guess i would say mm, yeah uh, and then at the very end of the psalm then he's praising um god again so it kind of reminded me of our life doesn't it you mm. know in the, in the beginning there's that honeymoon with god yeah and then then there's life in the middle we're living in the, in the in between between b- before we get to our eternal home yeah. And our everyday walking around life now. So, um, yeah, it kind of kind of struck me as a little mysterious. So that's why I did a little bit of homework.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to slow that process down because I think people can relate to reading a passage of scripture, not fully understanding it. And some of us just kind of go, ah, oh, well, the Bible is just not easy to understand. i was just blow right by it. Mm. But you were you were curious enough. Um, to go, okay. I don't fully understand this. That's okay. You know, I'm just gonna try to see if I can learn more about this. Yes, just exactly. All the rabbit hole down, and that's kind of what we do, um, rather than and and what that does. I just want to focus on that for a second because what you're doing is you're responding to um, you're responding to God. So something is, you know, like Jesus would tell parables to intentionally confuse people, to make them curious. Mm-hmm. Some people would just be like. I don't understand this. This is ridiculous. I'm walking away. And they would. Other people would go, I don't understand this, but I want to. So I'm gonna dive into this, you know, and that's what you did.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: And so it it doesn't matter what you know because you you know, who cares what you know about the Bible? Like, but are you are you one who has the heart of a disciple, a learner, who, you know, discovers and asks questions and Seeks to humble yourself and learn from others who have gone before you, like in a commentary and search out the truth. I mean, this is like the the person who finds a treasure in a field, you know, they, they don't just pass right over it they go, I'm going to do whatever I can to unearth this thing. Yeah. So, um, so even that just alone, what that does is throughout our, regardless, you know, apart from studying the Bible, there's the habit or the skill that we develop when we when we come across something that's mysterious or unknown in our lives, not just in scripture, are we willing to pause and go, I am curious about what God has to say to me about this. And that's what we call a Kairos moment, right? Like being able to identify something, something is grabbing my attention in my life. Um, Rather than just brush over it, I have learned through my study of scripture that it's better to pause and pay attention and be curious Yes, and to just brush over it. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not even what, what you said. You know, you, you're talking about you know the. So, but I wanted to pause and just acknowledge that that I really love that you took the time to discover something. But what you're saying is life is like this fading Davidic line. You know, this fading Davidic uh, monarchy where where the the reign of David seems to be shrinking, and the psalmist is saying. God has a promise that He will establish David's descendants forever. So you got this tension.
1: Yes. Mm.
0: What we see with our eyes is that th- that the King David is fading, you know. But what we have the promise is well. God said His throne would last forever. How can these things both be true? Mm-hmm. And um, they are both true, because God's perspective, like we've talked about on Monday and on Tuesday now. God's perspective is way greater saying, don't just look at David himself, you know, just like, don't just look at the tent itself or the house itself or the, you know, the, the young Virgin Mary herself, like, look at the lineage here. I am Mm -hmm. establishing David's lineage and um, through David, I'm going to establish reestablish my reign on earth so that uh, righteousness will dwell in the world. And um, his horn shall be exalted. Yes, ultimately that is going to be true. Mm-hmm. But if we have like our you know our um, human perspective on this, it seems impossible. You know, there's yeah. no way David could live forever. Well, it's true, but that doesn't matter to God because God is looking with internal perspective. He's saying these things are going to come to pass um, in the long run. And so, um, and so we see Jesus who fills that promise. But even even yeah. Jesus coming you know, we're still waiting for it to be finally, you know, culminated. Right, right So we've right. got to have a, an eternal perspective on these things. And I think that can be discouraging sometimes when you look at your own life and go, man, I, th- I, I thought God had promised a lot more to me, or I, I thought, you know, my life was going to end up this way or whatever. Mm. We have to have our eyes set on eternity be like, mm-hmm. yes, ultimately, we will all get our healing. We will all get our restoration when Jesus returns. Like, sure. And yes, we get these milestones along the way, like you said, where you're reminded of those things and those promises are are refreshed and um you know partially filled or um you know you're filled with hope. But ultimately it's all going to be resolved when Jesus returns, you know. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, I, I really appreciate that that you read the in between passages to to discover that because that unearths kind of what, what is going on. It, You know, the the psalmist is pointing to a a much longer road, a a much Mm -hmm. uh, higher and farther uh, goal that we're all kind of walking towards together.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the early things I learned, Brendan, uh, you know, studying the Bible and becoming a student of God's word is you know, to, to brush over something is an error and it's to our detriment because God's word is not a dead word. Mm -hmm. The words on the page have power in life and they have the the power to transform. And if, if I've learned anything in my own life, that has been my witness. Mm -hmm. So, so to, to dismiss something that's alive and vibrant and vital, um, is is you know is to our detriment so right. yeah i agree so always dig in and 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 god will god will come through with something you know
0: yeah. he'll well, he'll isn't that what the uh, the passage is doing that the psalmist is taking these words and saying i'm not brushing over these things i'm gonna god you made these promises you said these words and i have not i have not forgotten about them you know mm-hmm. i'm holding on to them and that's mm-hmm. what you're saying so it's kind of, it's kind of cool there's an overlap there between your experience and this you know of this psalm and the psalmist' experiences and why they wrote the psalm you know is to hold out god's word and to remind us to not um, look over god's promises and think that they're dead because they don't match up with what we see yeah and isn't it amazing the power of words you know you were talking about the power of words you know god's word in your life you know and the psalmist is talking about the the power of God's promises to see us through all of the ups and downs that we experience and point us towards a hope that's real. Amen. Well, thank you for that, uh, Nadine. Um, Tomorrow is uh, Thursday, and we're going to be looking at another passage, Romans 16. So I'm excited to dive into that with you guys tomorrow. Um, For now, today, um, just uh, may may today just be filled with hope and. reminding of God's promises that um, maybe today's a a valley for you, maybe today's a peak, but ultimately um, we're all headed towards a much higher peak together. um, Mm. And that gives, you know, remembering God's promises gives us hope for that. So go in peace, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible reading plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, Please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.